hour in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, it should be that most audio equipment is plug and play, and mine is supposed to be. But over the last, say, 20 minutes or so, I could hear them. They couldn't hear me. They could hear me. I couldn't hear them. I think the men in black have taken over Skype. Microsoft had a new introduction of products today, and maybe something went awry. I'm just kidding. What I just said, of course, makes no sense. So, guys, we're welcoming Calvin Parker back. And, of course, we all remember him in connection with the Pascagoula, Mississippi abduction of many, many, many years ago. And more recently, he wrote a book published by Philip Mantle's Flying Disc Press. And now he has a new book called Pascagoula, The Story Continues. So Calvin, welcome back to the Paracast. And before we get into deep, dark, dirty details about your book, what led you to write another one? You know, actually, I didn't even want to write the first one and really didn't want to write the other one. But uh, we had left a little bit out of the first one because the eyewitnesses was coming forward now, new evidence of uh, everything was coming. And we was just going to place an advisement in the old book. But this new book ended up being over 400 pages, so we couldn't do that. And it wouldn't be fair to the people that's already bought the first book. So it just tells about the new witnesses. I underwent hypnosis again just last week, and it's got all that in there. It's got new evidence. To me, this new book is better than the old one. I've actually sat down and read it and kind of enjoy it. The first one wasn't near as informative. Now, this one don't really talk about the abduction that much, but it talks about the facts and the afterwards and what all has happened since the first book. And they kind of complement each other. That's where we kind of stand with it. It come out on market all. Matter of fact, October the 1st, they ought to be able to get a copy of that through Amazon. Well, that sounds really interesting because it's been such a long time and virtually hardly anything changed at all. We have uh, some questions from our forum people in in the question bank about a couple of things that sort of seemed to change, but for the most part, this story was very consistent for years and years and years. And then now, if I'm recalling correctly, I uh, perused through the new book and we had one of the witnesses come forward who changed their mind and said that they actually saw some of these creatures floating out over the river somehow. Uh, so maybe what we should do is go back and just kind of cover some of these new points that have, have come out, as well as just bring uh, our audience who isn't really familiar with the case up to speed with what happened. So we're talking about all the way back to October 11th, 1973, when you and Charles Hickson, who was 42 at the time, and yourself, who was only 19 years old at the time, were out fishing off a pier on the west bank of the Pascagoula River. 
and you heard this whirring sound and saw some flashing lights and then this object about 30 to 40 feet across and about eight to 10 feet high came into view and these what you described as creatures somehow paralyzed you guys and took you off into the craft where you had this experience so if we can just sort of pick it up from there one of the questions i'd like to ask right from the start is were these creatures in your view were they biological or were they more robotic or do you do you think they were really living say beings like aliens from another world or or what was your impression of them well i really do think they was a robotic the reason i say that just the way they moved now we had one that looked like a female to me i don't know if she was or not but she looked like a female and she looked kind of normal you know she had facial features like we have eyes nose ears and mouth she looked like she was in control of these robotic beings. And I could tell when these big, ugly ones, as I call them, moved, they was mechanical. You know, you could just look at something and tell the way that it moves because it looked like somebody else was thinking for it, and it was uh, moving as their thoughts moved, I guess. So, yeah, I believe they was robotic. That's, I think, kind of an interesting theory that we've heard over the years, that at least some of the beings that we see in connection with this craft are not living beings. They're using robots, maybe as a matter of convenience. I really do think that uh, that this uh, female-looking creature might have been on her probably by herself, and she need, might have needed some help or something, some control. So they sent the robots with her, and she used them. And maybe, you know, they travel a long ways. I don't know how long it took to get here or anything about that. But maybe she might have put herself in hibernation while uh, and let them pilot the craft and bring her where she needs to go. And I think they do all the dirty work. I'd like to have one of them and take it apart and just see how it does work. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That's probably why they don't let us get in, get a hold of them, because they know that's exactly what we would do with them, too. Now, during your last appearance here, there was a couple of things about your story that that made me kind of question how the time was passing. Because if if I'm recalling correctly, and feel free to correct me here, because I'm just going off my own fairly bad memory but it was it wasn't completely dark when this first happened and then you got floated into the craft and when you came back out if i remember correctly it was like a big full moon night and so it seemed like although to you you were in there for not that long it more time must have gone by and since then you've had these hypnotic regression sessions and i'm thinking as i was thinking then that maybe there was more time that went by than what you guys originally thought so did you find anything out about that during these hypnosis sessions well you know we got it figured out where we kind of went in we got off work at five we was out fishing about five thirty quarter to six and then we was at the sheriff department a little after 11. That's all documented, you know, what time we got there and all. So, and I know it wasn't 15 minutes from uh, the time that uh, Charlie mate called Keesler and the sheriff department 
and they come and got us and took us there. So I figured we was probably in there, you know, probably three three hours at least. Get and that seems like a much longer time than what you guys initially first thought. And by the way, for folks who are listening, uh, when I heard that, I went back and checked the calendar dates for this to see if there really was a full moon, and there was. And then the weather was good, and it, it, it from the weather records, it all it all adds up to be an accurate recollection of that particular part of that story. So this is very interesting. So what? do you guys think happened to you during that length of time? Well, I can't speak for Charlie because me and him has actually never sat down and uh, talked about what happened and all. But I can speak for myself. I know that, you know, I was examined on a table and uh, spent a little time in there like that. And she come out and I really feel like from the bottom of my heart that she was, uh, putting a uh, some kind of device to track me and you know that's not my imagination but after that I had serious nosebleeds all the time and I do know she was coming up behind that little hang me down thing and trying to uh, get in my nasal cavities and that was choking me you know this is a good cliffhanger point let's continue with Calvin Parker in our next segment with Gene and Randall you're in the Paracast We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call. 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. 
This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, folks, we have Calvin Parker giving more details of his encounter, the Pascagoula, Mississippi event. Calvin, continue, please. So it's kind of like I said before, I know we got a physical or or, or what I feel like was one of their physicals and uh, there was blood everywhere, you know, so my nose started bleeding real bad. I was choking. You know, I was in quite a bit of stress and it's hard to remember something except for maybe that you're fixing to die when you're in a situation like that. But on the other hand, the one that was doing this kind of showed kindness in a way, you know. She seen when I was choking, she just kind of backed out and pulled her fingers out of my throat and uh, let me kind of breathe and catch my breath. And she called that old big ugly one over there, and I feel like he gave me another injection to kind of settle me down. So. This kind of went on, and, you know, God knows maybe when he gave me this injection and that's something that didn't come up in hypnosis, it might have kind of knocked me out for just a few minutes. And it could have been more time to lapse than what I had spent in there. Said before, I'm hunting the answers, too. So uh, so, so you 
really didn't get much of a chance to interact with these aliens. It was more like them just performing their procedures like you were some sort of a like a lab experiment or something. Yeah, I've always said that we was treated like like we used to treat animals here, experimenting on them and all. That's not a good feeling. That's why. That's like my little dog. I consider him part of the family, and I would never let him go through anything like that. Well, unless you took him to the vet, maybe, because something was wrong, and then they might have to tranquilize him and put him on a table, and he might be afraid, and, you know, that sort of thing. And so it might not have been like they were trying to hurt you, but, but in the process, it sounds like a pretty frightening experience. Well, you made a good point there, using the dog for an example. When it gets time to cut his little toenails, it's easier for me to take him to the bed and let them do it. I don't go back there with him because he whines and cries when I'm in there with him. But you can hear him all over that clinic. You think they're killing him. And actually, (laughs) they just kind of help him. Yeah. Then we go get ice cream afterwards. So this wasn't really like a contactee type of experience, if you know what I'm saying. That's, you know, where they bring you aboard and they show you information and give you a message. Or did did they ever talk to you about, you know, what you're doing there or try to communicate with you in any way other than just perform their procedure? No, at one time she did communicate. And that was strange because her mouth never moved. She did it, I'm going to say telepathically. And the only thing she says, and it was in a real pleasant voice. I don't understand how they can speak her language and all. I guess they have to study the individuals and stuff before they do this. And I feel like, you know, we was handpicked out of everybody because they knew my favorite colors because Come to find out in hypnosis, they dressed in what my favorite colors were, or she did. And her voice was so pleasant, you know, you couldn't bring yourself to talk back to her any. But she communicated uh, through telepathically, said, we're not going to harm you. I'm going to just add something here, Calvin, because you mentioned telepathic communication. So possibly they're contacting you on a deeper level than normal speech, normal language. So your mind interprets what you hear, or as you say, they might speak our language, different languages, or they might use a translation machine like Star Trek. Right. But you know, the one thing over the years that has uh, bothered me is we're not going to harm you. That's plural. You know, I, I didn't say nothing but her and the robots in there. And that's one thing that bothered me. And I've tried to sort out the facts. And when we went through this, Kathleen did this last hypnosis about two weeks ago. She spent three hours. I spent three hours under hypnosis with her. And she wouldn't ask no questions that would lead me. But she would uh, more or less like, and then what? You know, something like that. You know, she was real thorough. She took out the 1973 abduction, laid it out black and white. We discussed that for probably over an hour. And we found out some facts. And then we went back even to my childhood 
when I was uh, probably nine years old. It was the year Kennedy was assassinated. I do remember that well. About my brother said a ghost blowing in my ear. I even mentioned that in the first book. And we was trying to figure out if maybe that was like an induction or a checkup on you or, or maybe what it was. So we went all the way back to that and found out that Mike could have, I don't know for sure, could have had a, uh, like a relation, you know, uh, uh, she was just checking on me every now and then from year to year. Because we went back to the uh, Pearl River when we was fishing one time. And I do remember seeing her there kind of off in the woods. Now, I don't know what all that meant or what it's about, but. uh, Right. These were experiences that and this was something we sort of got into a bit on the last show that was very quite surprising that you have had other odd experiences that you feel are connected to your original abduction experience over the years. Right. And, you know, that's all strange to me. I've always said, you know, all I'm looking for is facts. I don't know what happened or where it happened or who it happened. I just want to know what happened. Uh, but you know something happened. That's the something thing. Something happened. Like, you know, it. we can get all kinds of skeptics out there. That who will say, well, you know, this is all just a pile of, of BS, but people do have genuine experiences. And we might not know how to explain them, but something's going on for sure. And I think your story is very interesting and that you come across as really quite genuine. You know, I try to be all my life. I've tried just to be up front and even to the point where I hurt feelings sometimes. And I don't mean to do that, but to me, you know, if you just up front and tell the truth, regardless of how it hits, that's like one thing in my hypnosis, you know, uh, I let my wife come in and sit down in there. Kathleen asked me, uh, we was talking about some lunch or something like that. I just said, well, you know, I can't eat that. She's not a good cook. Let's cook something else here. Let's cook up something. We'll break right here with Calvin Parker, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. 
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. USA Radio News with Wendy King. For the first time, the impeachment inquiry has reached directly into the White House as Democrats subpoenaed officials about contacts with Ukraine and President Trump signaling his administration would not cooperate. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says an impeachment is not a time to rejoice and the business of Congress is to uphold the law. Not any of us came to Congress to impeach a president. This is very sad time for our country. It's a very somber time for our country. The New York Times reports a second whistleblower may come forward. Reporter Michael Schmidt on MSNBC. This is a person that has more intimate knowledge, is closer to the actual, you know, complaint, what the issue is at the center of the complaint, than the complainant. This is USA Radio News. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-561-5716. That's 800-561-5716. Again, 800-561-5716. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax manager hotline now 800-503-8625-800-503-8625-800-503-8625 hi it's grant cameron from presidentialufo.com you're listening to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio We're cooking up a fascinating discussion here. We've got Calvin Parker, and he's talking about his new book, okay? 
And this one is Pascagoula. The story continues. New evidence, new witnesses. And he's enhancing the information about the original case. Calvin, go on, please. Actually, it's a lot of stuff that has happened since the old book. And, you know, when Bud Hopkins hypnotized me, we had uh, that deal on Cat Island in uh, 1993 and then 1973 abduction. And he kind of run them all together in there. And I didn't know what there for a while he was even talking about. Because I never really read read that up until I had my wife read it to uh, confirm, as I would remember. Kathleen broke it down and broke everything down into little segments. And it made a lot more sense to me then, her breaking things down. Because I had a bad encounter in 93, and I think they come back to get their little deal out of my nose. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. So what happened in 1993? Well, I told my wife, I said, look, I'm going to run to the islands, do a little bit of fishing. But I would be back before dark. After 1973, I didn't get on that water at night or tried not to. And I said, I will be back before dark. I'm going to Cat Island. And if I'm not back later on, call the Coast Guard because I'm broke down or something. So I left going out and I got into Cat Island probably around 10 o'clock. And I was anchored up waiting on the tide changed. And that's when I got my lunch after I ate my lunch. And my sandwich come up missing right after that because I didn't know what had happened to it. Come to find out, you know. I must have thrown it overboard because I didn't like the way she made it. But anyhow, I was sitting there fishing, and this was 11 o'clock, somewhere around 11 o'clock a.m., around lunchtime. And the next thing I knew, I come to, and it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, I left. It was probably 2.30 when I left the island, got back to my truck, and it was 3 o'clock in my truck when I got ready to load the boat. Well, I had all this missing time, and I could not in my life figure out where it was. Well, the next morning when I got home, there was a friend of mine that came over to the house, and he said, Calvin, did you catch any fish? I said, no, I didn't catch nothing. Well, we were standing out by the boat, and he opened the cooler, and it was full of fish. And I hadn't caught anything, you know. Well, that's pretty weird. How do you explain that? Well, that's what I was wondering. And that bothered me right then. And finally, I told him, this is a real educated guy and all. You know, we got to where we was hanging around together. Now, he get he gets into, uh, in the way that I met him, he was a reporter for WXXB Channel 25 back in these days. And then I got another one that invented the manugram, helping Ben it to detect breast cancer. Well, they was all together right there. And I said, you know what's really bothering me? I I got a lot of time that's missing, and I can't figure out where it was. I said, I know dang well I didn't go to sleep and sleep that long, or I don't think I did. So he said, look, I know a guy or know of a guy. He's at a conference in Tampa, Florida right now. His name is Bud Hopkins, and he wrote a book called Missing Time. 
He said, let's go talk to him. He said, I know you don't want to uh, go to any conference or nothing because I know you. He said, you're absolutely right. I don't want to know. But Kirosti had the best of me then, and I wanted to see what he had to say about the missing time. I think him and Debbie Jordan might have wrote the book together. So before this idea of missing time came up, you'd never really heard about it then. It's just no. something that you experienced. And then this friend of yours tells you, well, hey, you know, this has happened to other people. And there's a guy who writes, wrote a book about it. Let's go check him out. Yeah, that's exactly right. I had no idea what all this was about. I was to the stage in my life where I was starting to need answers. You know, I was a little older than 18 then. I, that was 20 years later. And then when I knew I didn't catch no fish and that cooler was full of fish, I thought, darn, you know, uh, something's going on. I need to know what's going on. So I agreed to ride with this guy to uh, Tampa, Florida. So we went to uh, Tampa, which is not really that far from Mississippi. And we pulled up at the conference so he could go in and hunt him. I said, I'm not going in there. I said, I know nobody knows me or recognizes me, but I don't want to be recognized by nobody. You never know. So he went in and he found Bud Hopkins. And uh, I didn't know Bud Hopkins from anybody. He said, look, Bud, I got Calvin Parker out in the car, and he wants to talk to you about some missing time. So. Apparently, Bud said, Calvin Parker, he said, yeah, he said, I want to talk to him. I never met Bud before, didn't know who he was. Bud never met me, and apparently he knew who I was. So he gave this guy the key to his room. He said, I'll be with y'all shortly. Just go to my room and wait, and please wait on me. So we went to his room, and it wasn't long, you know, before Bud showed up at the room. We just went in and made ourselves at home, and not too many people would give you the key to the room. And we were sitting there, and he come in the door and introduced himself to everybody. And then uh, uh, Bill introduced us, me, to Bud Hopkins and all, and explained to Bud that I had some missing time. Well, Bud sat down, we talked just a few minutes, and uh, he said, could I hypnotize you? I said, I don't believe I could be hypnotized, but if it will help, yeah, please do. I said, but let's get something straight to start with. I said, I don't know you. I don't trust you. And, you know, this was just straight up. And this is a man that was trying to really help me with, and a good man. And I said, I don't know you. I don't trust you. I've seen on TV where they hypnotize a whole audience out there and make them do stupid stuff and put stuff in their mind and all. I said, if you try that, there's a ball bat back of my car, and I'm going to bring it up here, and I'm going to hand it to this guy right here. <laughs> and he's going to beat your brains out. And then when I come to, he's going to hand me the bat and leave. I said, well, that's just how serious I am about this, bud. He said, you don't have nothing to worry about. He said, matter of fact, we'll let everybody in the room. So I had two friends and one of them's wife in the room when this was going down. And I wouldn't let my wife come in because I didn't want to uh, expose her to anything 
I didn't want her to know anything except, you know, I went fishing and uh, come back. So that was bottom line because she she's really kind of protective of me. Well, let's let's back up a little bit because there was I mean, there was the original story that I believe hit the papers and it was quite uh, well known. I mean, I even remember it up here in Canada, it got all the way up here uh, back in, the, you know, in the 70s. So your wife must have known that it had happened to you. Oh, yeah, she knew about it. My whole family knew about it. But the deal is they knew I didn't want to talk about it. And they we never sat down and had a conversation. She knew something happened. Uh, her daddy knew something happened because her daddy came to me. And he said, you know, I know this is all over the news, but I don't believe you. But I'll tell you a story about that later on where he started believing. Well, the, also, didn't, it, didn't you just say, like, you drove down there with this buddy of yours? How did your wife get there? Did she come along for the ride or? She come in an airplane. Let's go. Let's continue that discussion. Okay. Calvin Parker, Gene Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles, my crow's feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like 10 years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone? (laughs) It's easy. Just put it on your finger and go. Now I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle it's bugging me. I am a little bit emotional. I turning 40 I didn't think would be a big deal to me but that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what um, what I see when I look in the mirror. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Okay. Bud Hopkins. Now, we just mentioned this. Bud Hopkins appeared on the Paracast several times. You can check our archives. One, not too long before he died. So he was a real trooper. So we were glad to have him on. Obviously, some people don't agree with Bud Hopkins. Others do. But that's not part of this discussion. So your wife, Calvin, flew down and you drove down. So she had the better of it then. Well, yeah, what happened, she had just got her a little job at one of the casinos that had moved in. And she was wanting to work and wanting to work. And finally, I told her, I said, well, go to work. She had to work that day that we was driving down and on. I said, look, you can catch a little commuter flight for hardly nothing. We'll pick you up at the Tampa airport. And that's what we did, you know, later on. Of course, again, they weren't no such thing as cell phones and all back in. They was there, but you couldn't afford to have one. So we checked a uh, schedule for the airlines and we got her that commuter flight. We knew what time to pick her up at the airport the next day. And that's what we did. We just went and picked her up. So Okay, I've so been- now you're all in this room and you're getting ready to do this hypno session. So uh, what happened? Well. Apparently, Bud put a post-hypnotic suggestion because he knew this stuff upset me. And to be honest, I didn't figure the man would ever hypnotize me. And I couldn't figure this out until the book come along. But I'll get to that later. So he put me under. 
I didn't realize when I come out, I thought it was just maybe two minutes that he tried. And I was going to say, you tried your best. Thank you. And I appreciate you. And I got to go. But apparently, he pulled about an hour and a half, maybe two hours of information out of me. And that's all in that first book. But all this was run together from the first abduction to the 93 abduction. And come to find out, when they got me this last time, it was in the broad daylight. And I was laying on my back waiting for the tide, looking up. And it was a big cloud over there. And this cloud had covered, I guess, this saucer. I couldn't see nothing but the bottom of it. And then that's the last thing I remember seeing until the hypnosis come out. And then my memory started coming back on it. And I tell you who uh, shook my memory was Linda Moulton Howe when she started asking a bunch of questions. But when we was doing the book, uh, I had mentioned to Philip Mantle, I said, look, uh, Philip, I had a guy try to hypnotize me, and he couldn't. He's in this field, the UFO field. And he said, what's his name? I said, Bud Hopkins. He said, I know him. He's a personal friend. He's come here and stayed at my house. He said, he's dead now. I said, well, I hate to hear that. He seemed like a good guy. He said, but I, if he's got any tapes, Dr. Jacobs has them tapes. I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to try to get them. Well, it wasn't just a couple of days later that Dr. Jacobs emailed me and asked me if he had permission to give Philip these tapes. I said, certainly, you know, give Philip anything he needs. I didn't figure there was nothing on him. Well, I was in the process of writing the first book, and I was talking to Philip pretty much on a daily basis, you know, just emailing back and forth. And he would always say, well, I'm transcribing this hypnosis tape. And I thought, dang, you know. It's taking him four or five days to transcribe a little five-minute conversation. It was actually shocking to me. And then one day he said, well, I finished. I'm going to send it to you to look over. I said, well, I know it's not much to look over, but send it on. Well, Philip emailed me that in the file. And I opened the file up, and I read about a paragraph, but it kept going for pages and pages. I stopped reading because I didn't want any kind of words put in my mind or to know anything that might not have happened or maybe it did happen. But at the first of the session, I read the part where he put a post-hypnotic suggestion in my head that I would only remember this when it was time to remember. So I stopped reading it, and I went out and... uh my wife and my mother were sitting on the back porch. And I went out. I said, one inch, you're not going to believe this. I said, that nut in uh, Florida actually hypnotized me. And I said, it looks to be quite a few pages in there. What I want you to do is go back and you read this. And as I remember this, I will tell you about it. And you see if it's anything to it. Because by that time, you know, we was involved in the book and all, and I was telling her about the book. So she went back and she stayed in here just a few minutes. She'd come out crying. And I said, what's wrong with you? She said, I, I can't read no more of it. I can't believe you went through it, what you went through there. 
And I thought, I was thinking to myself, dang, this got to be bad. Well, hang on. So she was, I was under the impression she was there for the hypnosis. No, I, I sent her out of the room. I wouldn't let her stay in the room for the hypnosis. She was there and she got to meet Bud and all. Actually, we had breakfast with Bud. Oh, okay. But, so she wasn't Bud an actual witness to the hypnosis session herself. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, she actually had breakfast with Bud Hopkins and Debbie Jordan and uh, the other people that was there. We went down. We got a room up in that same thing. Now, she bit and heard us talking. Bud never really said nothing about the hypnosis or the other people didn't. They just kind of kept it to herself. But I wouldn't let her sit in. I sent her down to the room because, you know, she was still pretty young herself. I didn't want this to mentally scar her or my children or anything else. Because so we this had was more- all new for her then. She had never really seen the depth of all of everything that had happened. This is the first time that these hypnosis sessions had, had sort of surfaced, right? Oh, yes, sir. Actually, me and her never talked about nothing that happened until we started writing a book. And then uh, I locked myself in the room, and she'd bring me a little something to eat every day. And she'd ask me how it was going, and I'd just tell her to read the book when it got ready. Finished the manuscript, you know, I gave it to her let her read it. That's a lot easier sitting down and uh, trying to explain to her word to word. Then she would ask questions. Her and my mother both. I've never talked to my family, my friends, or no one else about the events that transpired in, into the book. Now, like I say, her daddy, when I when he first heard this on the news, of course, I wouldn't talk to him. But he more or less told me, you're a liar. You know, that's just the way he was. He was kind of crude. And uh, I said, well, maybe I am. I don't know. And then six months later, he come back and he said, I'm going to have to apologize to you. Now, I never talked to him about what happened. I mean, they heard the news and they knew about what happened. But the news media, they get things scrambled up pretty bad. And that's the reason for the book. He said, look, he said, I was out feeding the catfish the other day over my pond. Something came down and it was sucking the water out of the pond and it killed every fish in there. He said, I got to apologize for you. I didn't believe you. I said, well, that's what you get for calling me a liar, old man. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you had an interesting relationship with your dad. Oh, yeah. By golly, when we went on a date and I take your mind, I was 18, 19 years old, and she was 16. If he said you have her back home at 930, you better have her back. If not, you'd be ended up having to fight him. And that didn't bother me a whole lot either. That some of that happened. But uh, wow! But so okay. So now getting into this hypnosis session, though, this includes what happened in your second abduction. In what did you? Was it ninety six? You said ninety three. Ninety three. Sorry, ninety three. Okay, so ninety three. Did you ever, in any of these hypnosis sessions about that event, figure out how the fish got in the cooler? No, I never did figure that out. And to be honest with you, it was a cooler full of fish, but I was afraid to eat them. And, uh, 
You know, like maybe you maybe you caught them and before you were abducted and then they erased your memory or something and then you just didn't remember catching them. It could could have been, but if I did, I caught them without bait because all my bait was still in my live well. That's I haven't okay. gone fishing since I was very young and you wouldn't miss anything to hear about it. And by the way, Calvin Parker's publisher, Philip Mantle, will be a guest on this weekend's episode of After the Paracast. It's available only to members of the Paracast Plus. For more information, check out plus.theparacast.com. Calvin, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what Dr. Joe has to say. Hypertension runs in my family, unfortunately. I started having problems a number of years ago, and I had heard the commercials a number of times, and I personally do not like the idea of being on medication. (laughs) Even though I'm a physician, you would think, you know, that's our thing, but we just don't like it. So I I figured, you know, I'll start the product, and I did, and I got to tell you, it does help. By the grace of God and that product, you know, my labs come back really good all the time, right on the money. I used to always have like cold toes in the winter time and I used to love going down to Florida for my medical conferences. But since I've been taking the product regularly, I don't have that problem anymore. You got a great product there, Don, and I just wanted to tell you how appreciative I am. Thank you so much. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I'm serious. I tried fishing two or three times when I was maybe 10 years old. And I said, is that all there is? I know people love doing it. It just didn't appeal to me. That is my release. Nowadays, I get, yeah, I stay pretty busy. And over the past year since the book, the first book came out, I hadn't had time to really do a whole lot of fishing. But sometime at two or three in the morning when I get off a show or something, I'll get in the boat and just go out and fish. You know, that don't bother me anymore. That's my release. And 
been a judge in some fishing rodeos around here because I know the fish, I know the limits, I know the rules. So they called me up to judge some of these fishing rodeos, and I thoroughly enjoy it. I mean, it's just some people play golf, I fish. I try to do what's right with them. You know, I don't keep more than what I need. But if there's a family that needs fish, I'll clean them and take them to them. And I got a friend that owns a company, and he wants to have a fish fry. Well, uh, I just ask him how many pounds he wants. And within two or three days, you know, I have whatever we need to feed two or 300 people. He's fed as much as 300 people on the fish that we caught. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of work. What's what I kind of find interesting about this too uh, is that in some of the descriptions of the object that uh, these creatures came out of, it's been described as oval and almost fish shaped itself. So it's like the hunter became the hunted all of a sudden. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it was kind of shaped like a football, and. Uh... You're right about the hunter becoming the hunted. In 93, I had had enough of this bull. I've had enough of all. This get back to the fishing part, you know, where I'd eat my lunch and I was sucked up under this crap. But I'd had enough. I made up my mind that I wasn't going back as, or going to go with them as easy as what they thought I would, that I was sick of it. You know, you just push a man around so much, and then he don't care anymore. And I was to that stage in my life. My memory was coming back after talking to Linda Moulton Howe for a little while. And we was in there, and she had me against the wall, and she was going. And what it is about them running their fingers down my throat, I don't know. But I feel like they're trying to get something out or put it in. That little thing that hangs down in the back of your throat, they go, try to go up behind that, and then you choke it. When it first happened, and this all come out in both, really both hypnosis sessions, the one with uh, Kathleen and the one with Bud Hopkins, except Bud Hopkins had them all into one event. It was actually two separate events, and we separated these events, or Kathleen did, to the 93 and the 73 abduction. So they took me in, and for some reason, I was on a table, and they cut my hand, and I could hear the blood dripping out of my hand and going down. And I remember, you know, I was paralyzed. And I, but I could see her face and I could see evil in it then. This is just me. Now, whether she was evil or not, I don't know, but I knew I was bleeding to death. And I knew without a doubt that she came back to kill me if she had to. So uh, I actually died during that visit this time. I actually had died during that visit this time. And I believe for some reason, you know, they might have, she might have brought me back around. But we actually got into a physical confrontation on the ship. And I had made up my mind if I could find a door, I was going to wrap her, my uh, arms around her skinny little neck and jump out that door with her and kill both of us. But at least I would have the proof in my hands that this happened and all, because I was tired of hearing about it by then. 
So I beat her head against the wall. She beat on mine. And finally, she summons the old big, ugly robot. And he come and put a sure enough good butt whipping on me. And she went back and got her composure a little bit. Next thing I knew, I had woke up back on the boat again. And it, you know, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, what about your hand? Like, it, do you have scars or? Yeah, I, I had the, I have the scars and Kathleen took pictures of them. They in the new book. And, but they had cut me where I could hear the blood. I was laying on that table and I could hear the blood dripping and running down my arm and dripping on the floor and all. But I don't know what the purpose of all that was, that they was going to change my blood out or needed my blood for something. But it was sure going to waste, and it was on that floor. It looked like an ER in the gun shooting. So that was the last time that I had contact with them. And I think that, uh, you know, I might have spoiled it, and I'm glad I did because I didn't want to go through all this anymore. So then it turns out later, many years later, uh, that some other witnesses have come forward. So uh, can you talk about some of the witnesses that have come forward to support your story? Absolutely. Uh, Now, I've seen on Facebook and some of the news clippings where people started criticizing some of these witnesses, say they wanted the attention or publicity or their five minutes of fame. That ain't true. They didn't want to come out. It's mine and Phillip's fault that they come out and even talked about it. But we did a uh, show with Fox 10 News. And under the comment section, this one, this first lady that came out, his daughter, Trace Blair, she wrote, my mother seen this in 73 and she's always wanted to talk to Mr. Parker because she's seen what happened to him. And that's all she said. Well, we had no idea how to get a hold. Well, Phillip's like a bloodhound dog when he gets on you. He's going to find, he'll find out facts. So uh, he, he, what he done, he got on a search with this Trace Blair. And uh, he found her, and he asked her, how to get a hold of her mother. And they said she gave her her mama's phone number. So anyhow, they ended up getting her mother's phone number. And Philip Bannon called Trace, uh, called her mother, which was Maria Blair. And gosh, when I met Maria, I went to meet her. And uh, she started crying because she was so upset about all this. But it wasn't like she just wanted to come forward and be on the news or something. We like to never did get her to talk about it. So we got Irene Scott to do an interview with her and the other five witnesses also. So, uh, you know, she would write down and, and put it all in, in this form in the new book. And since then... Her husband, uh, Maria's husband, has always kept quiet and said he didn't want her to come forth because people think she was crazy. And the other day, he had some health problems, and they wasn't looking for him to make it. So he got 
his daughters to get the camera out. And he sent a uh, video to Philip and I, said, you know, this actually happened. He's seen it. He wants to uh, clear things up because he didn't want everybody to think it was just his wife and she was crazy. And he sent, I guess, what I call a deathbed confession. Right. Yeah, that was quite interesting there. I, I was Here we have, uh, you know, another example of someone who has carried with them it, we were assuming uh, a lot of guilt about not coming forwards because their fear of ridicule and embarrassment and uh, wanting to make it right with the world before their time is up. We're going to make it right with these announcements. That's a bad segue. Calvin, Jean, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pau Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pau Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. 
Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at shopsupertea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's shopsupertea.com or call 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. Seven million children suffer from asthma, more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we're learning more about the Pascagoula abduction in 1973. A lot more details we hadn't heard before. The book is Pascagoula. The story continues, subtitled New Evidence and New Witnesses by Calvin Parker, who's joining us now. Randall? Okay, so there's that witness that doing who did the deathbed confession who uh now you know supports his wife's story. And then uh now t- together are they considered to be one of the uh, a single witness out of the five, or are they two of the five witnesses? No, they uh, more or less, she was, I'm calling her one of the single witnesses. You know, they've come together since then. We didn't want to bother this man, him in the hospital and do like an interview with him because he sent that on his camera off his, off his daughter's phone. He said, you know, he didn't want to hear about it no more. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, say, witness number two then. All right, then there was a guy that was running a... Uh, crane in one of the shipyards matter of fact it was the same shipyard that charlie and i worked at and he set up in a gantry crane they real high off the ground and you can actually you know look around and see he was working but he actually seen the craft land over there he had even reported it back in 73 and nobody would listen to him he come forward and then it was two ladies Two other ladies that are real credible, they come forward, and their testimony is also in this book. Before we move on to them, we should probably back up to the, this first one, uh, our deathbed confession, and uh, tell our listeners exactly what it was that he saw. Well, he was going to work. Now, they was across the river. And it's not a very wide river right at that point for where it was happening. He was fixing to catch a crew boat to go to work. And she was walking back, and they was walking together. And there's something in the water that they seen. They seen this craft land, and then she seen a humanoid figure come up out of the water right there at her by the uh, docks. And he also seen that. 
you know, it, it was some kind of humanoid figure that they seen that come up out of the water and all. And I don't doubt it being in the water because during this time, the Coast Guard was called on a craft that was underwater. And this is actually in the Coast Guard minutes in the narrative where they had went out to investigate some oyster people that was fishing. And they seen a uh, UFO under the water. And they took a rod, and it was six Coast Guard members, and they bumped on this craft. And that's all in that first book. Now, this all happened back in on October 11th. Uh, 1973. So you're saying that if we can put this in the order of time, then we have some people, other people who are in the river who believe that they uh, came upon some sort of an unidentified submerged object, submarine object, like a USO. Okay. And then this other man and his wife, they see uh, these creatures come up out of the water and kind of go across the water now did, what about the craft like i mean I'm, I'm trying to get trying to figure out how this happened because you know on one hand we have the craft coming down and landing which means it seems to come from the sky but another in another instance that our craft was in the river and i'm trying to determine if this was the same craft or a similar craft or well, what do you think happened there well the craft that abducted us stayed on the bank now, they seen the, some beans in the water, and it's quite possible that one of them might have swam over there to uh, get a hold of them. I don't know. But it scared them so bad, they run locked herself up in the car. Now, the Coast Guard, were, uh, the, they seen this sighting here. There's an oyster reef probably 25 minutes by boat from where uh, this happened. And they got this call from these guys off the radio and uh coast guard run out and checked it out and they certified it's certified in, in government documents where they actually seen this and took one of their gaffes and bumped on this craft now to be honest i never figured it out because i knew exactly what i was talking about later on of course the hurricanes changed the bottom of the place and i i got the coordinates and run out there and checked it the water's not but four or five foot deep out there. So I didn't see how that was possible. But again, it's over close to some islands and it's on an oyster reef. And the hurricanes might have changed the bottom, you know, over that 20, 25 years or something. Okay. So we have, then we have the crane operator who saw the craft land. So we have some, some separate sightings of some, something that's in the water, some creatures maybe coming out of the water. And people seeing a craft land, and then of course you guys uh, are then faced with these creatures, and uh, they seem to take you into the craft. Now this is something else I wanted to ask you: to get from where you were on the riverbank to the craft, were you carried by them, like physically picked up by them, or were you levitated somehow and floated along? We were levitated, and that was strange, too, because, you know, I talked about that side, all this debris on that side, and how it took us a little while to get from the car to the pier. If they landed out where this uh, cane was, probably six foot tall and all, and all this debris laid up on the bank, and they just levitated right across the top of all that stuff. So uh, we were levitated because it 
I don't understand how it didn't break her arm. Right. Yeah, that would be, I mean, you would feel it if you were picked up and carried, right? Even if they could levitate. So you, you, you were under the impression that you yourself were also levitated in the same way that the creatures were. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, when they touched us or when they got a hold of our arm, we just come up to their level and scooted right across. It didn't take no time to get across over there. And okay, so now okay, so we've got the uh, the the man and his wife who saw the creatures coming up out of the water, going across water. Uh, the crane operator, and then how about another set of witnesses? Now, does that include the coast guard, or were there other witnesses besides them as well? There's other witnesses. There's two more ladies that come forward. Uh, one of them was driving across the Highway 90 bridge and actually pulled over and looked off the bridge and her, her and her daughter was in the car and she seen the craft when it landed after at the shipyard, no Shaw Peter shipyard. And she sat there and watched it for a little while. But, you know, back then, again, there was no cell phones for her to call the law or anything. And she didn't want people to think she was crazy. And she came out. When did she come forward to talk about that? You know, let's leave that on the table, that question, when she did come forward, because we have a lot more to talk about with Calvin Parker. We might call this the rest of the story, but maybe it's better stated as more of the story. With Gina Randall, you're in The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hpextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hpextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The New York Times reports a second whistleblower is considering filing a complaint. On CNN, House Foreign Relations Chair Congressman Elliot Engel was asked if there's enough evidence to convince people that impeachable offenses were committed. I believe where there's smoke, there's fire, and I think the American people believe that too. And as we have more and more people uh, as witnesses and more and more people coming to to talk to us, uh, I suspect uh, there'll be a lot more smoke and a lot more fire. As the president continues to go after Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden and his son Hunter 
The former vice president was asked about it. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from Ukraine or anywhere else. Period. I'm not going to I'm not going to respond to that. Let's focus on the problem. Focus on this man, what he's doing that no president has ever done. This is USA Radio News. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I'm loving my balance of nature. Since I started, I have not gotten one cold. I kind of fight everything. I get a little tickled, but it goes away. It's just uh, amazing the difference I felt. I want you to know how much I appreciate the uh, counseling and so forth and your attention to your people. I have been a pretty big advocate for the balance of nature. I don't know how many truck drivers have asked me, how in the heck do you keep going at 88, 89 years old? I said, Balance of nature. <laughs> if they want to really enjoy some good health, get on balance of nature. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, you can receive a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of balance of nature. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662, or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio. You heard right. Proactive MD plus free shipping and a free gift. The new charcoal pore cleansing brush. You'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back. Call now. 1-800-583-8662. That's 1-800-583-8662. Or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio. Again, go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We can just sit back as flies on the wall and listen to Calvin Parker deliver more information about his case and the things surrounding it. Go ahead, Calvin. So this lady and her daughter seen it, and they actually come forward. Right. When did they come forward? That's where we left off before the uh, break. Probably about two months after Maria Blair came forward with hers. It was all right around the same thing. And what was happening, Philip was sending, if anybody's seen anything or something on Facebook, well, they was all already Facebook friends with me. Oh, okay. So this is something that happened. These These people... Just uh, materialized, came out of the woodwork fairly recently then. Like, uh, about what year? Uh, last year, 2000. Okay. Wow. So after all this time, you've got these, these people f- finally saying, well, okay, this, this is, you know, I, I was there. I saw what was going on. Ha- has anyone tried to verify their stories, like to prove that they were there? Or like, how do you know you yourself i mean it it would be nice to be able to just simply believe people who support our story but has anyone done any investigating to see if they're the real thing yeah 
they are a real thing because I went around and talked to our neighbors and friends and check actually checked to see how long they've been living in the area. They pretty much homesteaded right in this area and lived around here all their lives. And they good, credible people. Like the night that this happened, the policeman that was on a call, you know, that was dispatching, said that his phone was overwhelmed with people calling in and reporting this. And they actually have all this stuff documented in the uh, Pasperger Police Department. You know, I've tried to dig names up and all, and I've done background checks myself because I didn't want to put nobody in this book that might just want their name in the book and all. Right, because, you know, you could think that, well, you know, I'm and I'm imagining that, you know, that's one of the first things, you know, the skeptics might say, well, how do you know these people just, you know, aren't wanting to just jump on the bandwagon and and get a little piece of fame and get a mention in your book so that their name can, uh, you know, live on forever along with this story uh, with yours, you know? Yeah. And I'm convinced myself that they're credible. And then, uh, of course, we had that uh, probation officer. He's law enforcement that was driving over Highway 90. And he actually seen the craft when it left. You know, he didn't see it physically set down, but he he seen the flyby of the craft that left. And then there was this uh, preacher that was coming in town to preach a revival that was on 90 and actually seen it. So it was plenty of sightings with credible people. Some of them didn't come forward in a book, but some of them left their testimony at the police department with a dispatcher there and all. So, you know, that was left that same night that all this happened, a lot of it. Have you ever been approached by other abductees for them to share their story? And have have you gone into any abductee type uh, self-help groups or circles to help out other abductees or anything like that? Yeah, I have, uh, especially at some of these conferences, you know, that I've made, you know, I have quite a few come up and just want to talk. I've always made a point. Now, to be honest with you, I've had people show up on my doorstep that I didn't know was coming. I went out on my back porch one night and I have a swing out there and I heard some snow and it was dark. I turned around and looked, it kind of spooky. And this guy was asleep in a swing. Mr. Parker, don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. He said, I need to talk to you. So I didn't. I took time to sit down and talk to him before I shot him, see what he was up to. But uh, he had something that happened to him. And he wanted to share it with me. And then he just plain asked me, he said, you're a Christian, aren't you? I said, yes, sir, I am. Very much so. So my motto was God first, family second, work third. And uh, he said, well, am I going to hell? I said, I don't think so. You know, I don't know who you are. I don't know how you're the only one that knows that, you and God. So y'all need to talk about this. But if you want to talk about what's going on with you, well, he lived six hours from here. He had drove six hours just to see me and took a chance of going out and laying down on my swing on the back, spending the night. People like that showed up. Then the other day we were sitting at the house and uh, somebody just drove up in the driveway. Now, how all these folks find me, I don't know. And it don't bother me. You know, I always take time to talk to them. I would appreciate a little more notice if they would uh, 
you know, because sometimes, yeah. you know. <laughs> It could be a little unnerving to just have people just show up, but that's, I mean, that must really be, uh, you know, moving for people to spend that much time to go that far to be able to share an experience. I mean, this is obviously a powerful experience that they have had. I mean, did these people to you, do they seem like sincere people or do you, or does some of them seem like, well, maybe, you know, they do have a, a bit of a screw loose. Well, to be honest with you, most of them seem really sincere, but I've had some real basket cases show up and, you know, I, I'm not one that I will criticize anybody or say, I don't believe you because look what happened to me. I mean, it's there and it happened and that's strange. So I don't tell them that, but, uh, I've had some real, law. Uh, people with loose boats kind of show up and you, you could sense it and it kind of gets eerie sitting in here listening to them at times. We was just, my wife just put supper on the table. We were sitting down fixing to eat and this guy showed up and, uh, he was scary as all get outs. And finally I sat there and listened to him for a while because he was talking in circles. He couldn't concentrate. I said, look, fella, I don't mind. I'll spend all my time talking to you. We're fixing to eat supper. Now, you can fix you a plate and sit down and eat with us, or you can get up and leave, and I'll meet you after a while. He just got up and walked out the door and got in his car and left, and I never seen him again. Wow, that's pretty weird. Okay, so we've got a couple of questions here on our question bank, and one of them is, like, we're going back now to uh, when you were – undergoing the hypnosis with Bud Hopkins. And this is from W.W. Kirk on our forum who asks, do you have any regrets about going through any of the hypnosis with Bud Hopkins? Well, no, not really, because it shed a little bit of light on a bad situation. Uh, I can't say I regret it, because I really didn't know what had happened. I didn't even know I was hypnotized until two, July 2018. So, so you're no, actually, so you, you feel that it was a positive experience then? I do. And yeah. how, do, how do you feel about Bud himself as a person? And did you get to know him a little bit better then? Afterwards? Oh, yeah, I definitely did. And uh, we would have phone conversations every now and then. And I think Bud was a great man. He was an honest man. And uh, I don't believe he was trained real good in the field of hypnosis like Kathleen was. But he tried, you know, and uh, apparently it worked because I didn't remember it. But yeah, I like Bud Hopkins. So, yeah, you've had the experience with Kathleen as well then. So you can kind of compare the two and Gene, uh, um, you might be able to chime in here a bit. Gene uh, and Kathleen, or not Gene, but Bud and Kathleen. Now, were they in any way associated with one another, or uh, was Kathleen more with Stanton? Remember, too, of course, that Kathleen is the niece of Betty Hill. Bud right. Hopkins did his thing, but he also worked with Dr. David Jacobs. Now, I should point out, because we're not going to make a judgment here, 
that there is controversy surrounding the work of Bud and surrounding the work of Dr. Jacobs. And I'll explain that very briefly. It shouldn't affect what you did, Calvin. More to come with Calvin, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. With more people listening to radio than visit Google, Facebook, or YouTube, from the very young to the very old, everyone listens to radio. Pillow companies, alarm, identity theft, nutrition, insurance, banking, automotive, the list goes on and on. Billion dollar businesses. Why? The answer is radio. The media everyone tunes into. Find out how effective and affordable radio can be for your business. Contact 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Go to GCNteam.com or call 855-GCN-MALL. That's 855-426-6255. GCNteam.com or 855-426-6255. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. 
You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future. And you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So Calvin Parker is with us. We're talking about his second book on Pascagoula and surrounding. He mentioned that he was hypnotized by both Bud Hopkins and by Kathleen Marden. I think the main complaint you hear about Bud Hopkins is that he is not trained Okay, he was not a trained hypnotist. He was an artist. He made his money from that field, except, of course, after he wrote best-selling books. So there are people who don't think his methods yielded good information, and maybe he asked too many leading questions that would more or less bring about answers that he expected, and the same holding true for Dr. David Jacobs who work closely with him. Kathleen, of course, is trained as a hypnotist. She's worked with MUFON, and she, of course, wrote books with Stanton Friedman. So, obviously, they knew each other, but they weren't colleagues necessarily. Okay, so then, uh, if you compare the two sets of uh, sessions, then, Calvin, were there any differences that you think that maybe Kathleen was able to sort out, or any mistakes or errors? Yeah, like you said, one thing, Bud laid off with a a laid-off question. Kathleen didn't do that. I mean, she would get you to talk in depth a little more about something, but she wouldn't lead you into a question. She's also trained in forensic sciences, and she reads body language also to tell if somebody's lying to her. And if they are, she don't put up with it too much. She's very professional. And was she uh, able to determine, though, that, say, some of the information that Bud Hopkins had gone from his sessions was probably not accurate? If she did, she never never said. And Okay. Uh, so we kind of, the, uh, as readers, we'd kind of have to go back ourselves then and compare the two sets of transcripts and go, oh, well, you know, this has, says one thing in Bud's and another one in Kathleen's. And that might be an interesting exercise, actually, to see where the differences are. Yeah, matter of fact, I'm going to try that myself. I'm going to, when I get a little time, get out and read Bud's. And then I'm going to read hers. And when I also have the tapes of both, I can put my headphones on and sit back. But Kathleen found out a lot more uh, facts than what Bud did. And I say, and I know they facts, but uh, she just sharpened the uh, details a little bit. Like this lady had blonde hair. Like, uh, and, and I'm calling her a lady. I still don't know if it was or not. 
And she said, well, how do you know it was a woman? I said, well, it's like uh, I lived in New Orleans for a while, and then you have these guys that look better than women, some of them, and then but a man can sense a woman, and a woman can sense a man when it really comes down to it. I know they don't like to hear this sometimes, but and you know some of these guys look a lot better than what women do. You know they dress a lot nicer, put on their makeup and stuff like that. Yeah, but still, I mean, you said you heard the voice though too, and the it, voice was I mean, like a woman. It, yeah, and I think that's a lot harder to uh, to to impersonate for a guy. Exactly right. You know, you, you know, getting the looks right is one thing, but getting sounding like a woman would be very difficult, I would imagine, unless you had some actual maybe surgery or something to to adjust. I don't even know if that's possible. Maybe somebody else out there knows. But you know, I've seen I, I've seen the crossdressers and so on who uh, they put on a pretty good uh, you know uh, visual. Uh, show, but uh, then oh, you get yeah. talking to them, and it's like, hey, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, this is a different battle altogether here. You know, I really feel like this was a woman, or I wouldn't have never said it. But she, we found out she had blonde hair and uh, more about the clothing that every time at the start with, I wasn't for sure about the clothing, but we did find out she had clothing on. And it's a lot, lot of details that come out, and somebody needs to take time, you know, to kind of study. I need to take time to study the transcripts on this hypnosis to see, uh, you know, the differences and all in it myself. That's a good idea. What is your impression now, having gone through these hypnosis sessions, compared to what it was then? Have you? changed your mind or rethought some of your experiences or feel that you have a better, clearer understanding about what happened now than you did before? Yeah, I do, uh, especially since this last one. It was uh, plain, it was clear, it was cut and dry. And like I say, she's no nonsense and she didn't lead me in any directions. And we're all, Bud would lead you a little bit. And I I was going to mention that before Gene did a while ago. Yeah, that's one of the things that we argued a little bit with Dr. Jacobs, who followed the same methods. He felt you can ask leading questions and it would do no harm. But other people feel that if you're asked leading questions, it guides you into remembering things that maybe were not quite as you now remember them with these suggestions and leading questions. Yeah, and, and I believe that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, a professional don't need to lead somebody. They just need to listen to them. Do you think, though, Calvin, that maybe some of the things you remembered from working with Bud corrupted or altered what really happened? I don't think so, but I hadn't really researched his... Uh, transcripts and all that much because I tried to uh, remember it as I remember it but then you don't never know if maybe it was a post-hypnotic suggestion put in your head that's why I got my friends to stay around and listen to it and they thought everything was pretty legitimate 
Well, this brings us to uh, another question from our forum from Sand. Now, he wants to go back into, and this is takes a little bit of explaining, is the um, uh, recording by, at the uh, police station. Now, basically, I'll just read it to you so that our audience and you know what was going on. He says that one of the most compelling pieces of evidence supporting the Pascagoula story is the police audio tape that was secretly recorded when you and Charlie were sitting alone talking at the police station shortly after the event. It's impressive because without knowing they were being recorded, you guys being recorded, uh, you appear to be honestly recollecting the experience and expressing to each other fairly traumatic reactions to what had happened to you. And you're recorded as saying, I passed out and I never expected to pass out. And then the idea that Calvin passed out while being carried towards the craft is consistent with what is presented in Charlie's book. But now you were saying that you didn't pass out, that before they went to the police station, Calvin and you decided that you would say you passed out to avoid the trauma of retelling people what happened. So, so there's this what appears to be this contradictory story. And so how do you resolve this apparently contradictory story? Well, I, I really can't resolve it. Uh, you know, we was in there and I prayed, I talked, and I might have passed out a little bit, but I was fully conscious when we got on the craft. I mean, that's a scary situation. Who knows what all went on on there? But and I mean, I, that, in the, in, sorry to, to interrupt there, but he was saying you actually made the decision before you went to the police station when you were not passed out and not on the craft anymore to say that you passed out. Did you and Charlie actually make that deal? About me passing out? Yeah, we did. To, make to make the story. Of... Did you say, okay, I'm going to just tell them I passed out and I don't remember anything? Well, I told him, and we were sitting on the pier, that I wasn't going to talk about this to nobody. And I didn't want nobody to know. I didn't want to think people was an idiot. And that's where this come up about the passing out deal. I said, well, if you do, I'm just going to tell them I fainted. I don't know nothing. And uh, Okay. I guess the question there is why, if you didn't know you were being recorded, would you just say this in a room with Charlie? Were you guys still rehearsing what you were going to say at that point? Or, or, or what was, why would you say that then? You know, let's well, hold the answer to that with Calvin Parker answering the question based on something in our forums at forum.theparacast.com in case you haven't checked them out. And before a guest shows up, we announce it, give you time to ask a question. And so we're following through with this. So with Gene Randall and Calvin, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. 
all this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally caught up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get the Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800-590-4930. 800 590 4930. 800 590 4930. That's 800 590 4930. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Randall, please summarize that question real fast and let's have Calvin respond. Right. So uh, prior to the break there, we had the question by Sand in our forum, and he was pointing out that there seems to be some confusion or a discrepancy between what uh, you internally decided you were going to do before you went to the police station and after you were already there. And uh, this is evidenced by the police recording. And my question was, well, why would you sort of make the an exclamation on the tape that you passed out when you weren't making this statement to anyone else? You weren't trying to fool anyone at the time. It was as if you were actually saying, well, I, I passed out and I had never done that before. And, and that you believed it at the time. And yet... Later on, you were saying, no, this was all planned. It was just going to be an act. That is a really good question, and I understand how it come up. But when we was in there, you got to remember, in the other rooms, these uh, police detectives was all standing around. And, you know, you never know when you're going to be overheard by one. Now, we didn't know the recording was in there. So I just come back with a story with a, a, what do they call it, a pronoun. And trying to verify because I didn't want to be overheard in the police station. Well, you know, I just passed out. So if I'm getting this right, then you kind of thought, well, while you're at the police station, you're just going to stick to the story no matter what. No matter what. I see. Okay. And And then I also had a thing of me in there saying, praying, you know. And I'm not ashamed of none of this at all. And, and, you know, it actually happened. And 
it went off pretty good as planned. I figured the press would leave me alone. And so what changed your mind then? What made you decide to say, okay, all right, I'm going to come clean. This really happened to me. How did, how did you get your mind changed about it? Well, to be honest with you, my health started failing back in uh, 2018. And then we went to that wake and my wife talked to me about doing a book because she's never heard. I've never talked to her, never told nobody, never told nobody in Jackson County. And I've kind of got an expiration date on my head. You know, nobody that really knows what day you're going to expire or nothing. But I'm getting close. I'm getting older. And I know I don't have that much longer to live. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And I wanted just to level the playing field before I die. I want to put it out there because I owe it to my family, my friends, and the citizens that live through this right here in this area. So when I did the book, I didn't care if I sold the book or not, but I was going to tell my story. And I was going to buy 10 or 15 copies and just hand them out to keep from calling the family reunion around and things. And uh, just say, y'all read it if you want to know what happened. Now, that was my intentions. And I really wasn't really planning on selling any. I figured I might sell 10 to myself. But that's exploded now. How how well has the book done for you? Have you managed to, to earn a, a reasonable uh, royalty from it over the years? Well, it's just been a year now, and we've done pretty fair. You know, it's no good money in any kind of book like this. But the little bit that we do earn from it every month, it helps. This has opened up a lot of opportunities for me to uh, get out and make some lectures and talk about it and give back to my community. And I kind of donate back to uh, my community and all around here. And then I give some to charities, but it's not a whole lot of money, but what little bit of money that comes in, it does help. And I can't say I don't keep some and enjoy it because I I got a little better fishing equipment now than what I had. (laughs) Well, that sounds actually just fine. And uh, we certainly don't fault anybody uh, who comes on the show for writing a book and making some some money off it. That's fine. In fact, we would like to be approached by authors or people who are out there doing research who want to help to get the message out. At the same time, you can tell that we do ask some fairly probing questions and you know, we're not just out to promote nonsense either. And exactly uh, when, I, right. when I say that you come across as a very sincere person, uh, that is what I mean. And if you didn't, the people who know me and know me on the forums, they know I would call you out on it. But in all honesty, you, you just do seem to be very sincere. Now, this brings up another question from another one of our forum members and it's not so much a question because on our forum we're not like these other shows that go you have to ask a question so that the person who is stuck offering their question has to frame it in a certain way we allow people to just express ideas points of discussion what stoneheart here says he says interesting case i don't have any outright questions to ask but it would be interesting to see what the take of abductees in general would be on how people treat them. And so can you tell us how p- 
people treat you and how it's made you feel uh, when people ridicule you as an abductee? Has it prevented you from talking to certain people or, or made you feel like an outcast from society? Anything like that? You know, and that's getting back to different personalities of people. I wouldn't want everybody to believe me. I want some independent think- thinkers out there and to ask critical questions and to make their little bad comments toward toward me like some, some do, you know, and that don't really bother me. I have to be honest to myself when doing this. I know this happened. I know something happened. I don't know exactly what it was. I'm hunting the answers. You know, so it don't bother me that a few people criticize me, and I've been accepted really well, especially at the conferences. But when we talk about the conferences, you know, that that's our people, the UFO people around us. But they ask some real intelligent questions and all. But no, I, I hadn't really been ridiculed that much. I've, I've got somebody made a few nasty remarks that kind of got under my skin, and I just wanted to go find them and beat them to death with a club. But I didn't do it, and I don't respond back to them. I just... <laughs> you know, when you say stuff like that, <laughs> because you come across when you're talking as such a personable guy and easy to get along with, and then when you say something like that, it's like... <laughs> It just seems like such a juxtaposition, you know. Yeah, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm envisioning you, you know, taking the boat across the uh, the river and opening your your lunch kit and finding one of the your wife's sandwiches and throwing it overboard and <laughs> and, 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 and you know with the yeah. So, anyways, uh, really interesting. What sort of advice would you give to other people who have maybe had an experience like yours but haven't come forward? Well, it's this has been therapy for me, and I think it would be therapy for anybody else if uh, they get out and they talk to people about it. But don't get around nobody real critical because, you know, you're already upset about all this, and you need to uh, be around good people and people that understand what's going on. Then spread out to the uh, real critical people if you need to but uh I, th- I think it would do them good to open up and talk about it take notes try to remember all they can and, and just share it they got support groups now to share with in your experience would you recommend kathleen martin to people who are abductees to get in touch with her to so that she could also help them 100 percent. kathleen is a great person I spent a good deal of time. I actually met her at the uh, UFO Congress in uh, Phoenix, and we had a booth together, and we spent a good time, good deal of time sitting there talking. We'll talk Plus, about I, this more. We got a break. Kathleen, of course, has been on the Paracast a number of times. We like her. We've got Gene and Randall and Calvin. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. Exclusions apply. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK? At the LASIK Vision Institute, that's what I'm doing. Uh, my glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text DO11 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text DO11 to 350-350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's DO11 to 350-350. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Janess has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll-free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637.
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Calvin Parker talking about his new book, and that book is published by Flying Disc Press. That's Philip Mantle's company. It's called Pascagoula. The story continues. New evidence and new witnesses. Calvin, are you seeing other abductees coming to you for advice? Wouldn't call it advice, but they will come and want to share their story with me. And I'm all open to listening. And uh, I'm hunting under my hat, just hunting a little bit of a uh, comparison, if you might say that. And I hadn't found another abduction case that compares. I know when I was with Travis, Travis walked in, in uh, Phoenix. I sat down and talked to him and uh, just to see if anything compared there. And we, we hadn't. So, you know, it, 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 it's just hard to say. I okay. think every abduction is really unique, though. Well, yours certainly seems to be, and so does Travis Walton's. So does the abduction by Betty and Barney Hill, which is not quite what most of the other abductions involved. Talking about Betty Hill, you know, I went out and spent three or four days with her just to learn how to deal with this. And uh, Betty asked me, she said, uh, you know, a lot of people's real skeptical. Why do you believe me? And the reason I believe Betty, because back in the 60s, she was married to a black man and she was a white woman. And you didn't do stuff like that back then. It was just unheard of. So I couldn't see, and I told uh, her niece this, Kathleen, I really couldn't see her putting herself out there with all this back in the 60s when this happened. So that's one reason that I believed it, because she wouldn't want the publicity on herself. At that particular point in time, and we know about racial relationships and intermarriage, you know, in the 60s, it was something many people frowned on, and we all know about the Civil Rights Act of 1965 and everything. So I understand what you're saying here, that these people would not want to have attention drawn to themselves. They already have to feel a little sensitive or had to be a little sensitive to their current situation at the time. Yeah, exactly right. You know, somebody's not going to intentionally bring attention onto their self and cause some bad problems over sitting there lying about a abduction. So I believe Betty Hill and Barney 100%. I told Kathleen that. I believe Travis Walton. Now, when I seen that movie, I thought, fire in the sky. I said, and I told Travis this. I mean, this thing's after what happened. But, you know, everybody knows that was changed a little bit for the theater in it. And I'm going to be real careful if we ever do a movie on this. And I want it done right out of the book the way that it is. You know, of course, dealing with Hollywood, when they buy a property, they buy a book. They basically, unless you have a humongously expensive lawyer, they can pretty much do anything they want especially if it's going to be a fictional story. And I think in Fire in the Sky, one of the reasons given for an ending or at least a sequence that didn't match the case is because that kind of scene had already been done in another movie 
So therefore, they didn't want to duplicate that scene. Again, it's a creative matter. It's not something that represents the facts. But that's Hollywood. Yeah, that's just Hollywood for you. And everybody knows, you know, that it was changed up some. Travis knows it and all. But, you know, I'm going to try to lean to the safer side of things. I'd rather stay with the documentaries than I had like a movie. But, you know, we offered one. We'll look at it and see beforehand with the attorneys if we can keep it. Now, I got to meet Paul Hynek, which is John Allen Hynek's uh, son, when we was in uh, Phoenix. And we spent a lot of time together. Matter of fact, we're going to uh, do a show together here in a couple of days. But Paul said that they're doing this uh, Project Blue Book series on the History Channel. Well, he is there for a, uh, what do they call it, consultant-like? Yes, consultant. That's a good way for someone like that to have a little input into the creative process. Right. He said that he can recommend, but a lot of times they don't listen to him. But he tries to keep it as close to the facts that they were. And Paul was a great person. I'm, I don't know if you ever met him, but he is funny. He's got a good head on him. And that whole family is intelligent. And I remember talking to Paul back when all this happened. He was just a little, little bitty thing. And I called him at all. I was calling Dr. Heine because he had left his number and wanted me to call him. And he wasn't there. And Paul was trying to take notes on a chalkboard. And he was asking me how to spell Paspagola and things like that. Well, he asked the wrong one for spelling because I sure didn't know. But we made it out. And I asked him how his dad felt about this. And he said that this is one of the cases that he felt was pretty, uh, you know, that he felt like something really happened. I know at the time, I remember when this happened to you, I was covering the news beat at a radio station near Philadelphia. Management was tolerant. I'd run the UFO stories, especially in our local area, and they never said anything. They only cared about the town meetings and the accidents and the blood and gore, you know. <laughs> you know, if it bleeds, it leads. That kind of thing. There you go. Right. They didn't worry about the other stuff. So I got in my UFO stories, my collection of UFO stories. And I remember your case. And I recall it being treated very credibly in the UFO community. Because a lot of people had claimed to have met alien beings. And a lot of people would not believe or express disbelief. But... I think people accepted, a lot of people accepted what happened to you right off the bat. But I assume you've heard from people who say you made it all up, right? Oh, yeah. You're going to find, I read a comment on somebody's, uh, I had script TV come down and done a commercial. Now, uh, not a commercial, but a, a little newscast, and they aired it in Denver, and they sent me a copy of it. And you know, under each one of these news media things, they got a comment section. And uh, this woman said, well, they wasn't nothing but two wife-beating drunks. Now, that just kind of went all over me because how does she know she didn't even know me? 
you know, why make comments like that? Well, it's the, just like saying you were drunk. drunk is one thing. Wife beating drunks. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, they're accusing you of committing assault. So, right. you know, I mean, that's certainly beyond the pale here. And I understand this is just a microcosm of what happens now. Now people criticize you. That's the friendly comment compared to what they say. We have Calvin Parker joining us. And we're talking about his new book, which is not called Pascagoula, the sequel. It's called Pascagoula, the story continues. New evidence, new witnesses. With Gene Randall and Calvin, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump is formally objecting to the Democrats conducting their impeachment inquiry without a vote to approve a resolution for it. They've taken away our rights. So if they proceed and, you know, they'll just get their people, they're all in line because even though many of them don't want to vote, they have no choice. They have to follow their leadership. And then we'll get it to the Senate and we're going to win. House Democrats leading the inquiry have sent a subpoena to the White House demanding documents on President Trump's effort to get Ukraine's president to investigate Joe Biden and his son, saying they're corrupt. Biden in Los Angeles responds. All this talk of the president about corruption comes from the most corrupt president we've had in modern history. He's the definition of corruption. He's corrupted the agencies of government from the Defense Department, from the State Department, from the Justice Department. This is USA Radio News. Money, 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 money. You got to have it. When you need it, what do you do? If you don't have a rich uncle, call LendingTree. With us, hundreds of banks compete for your business. So you'll get loans with competitive interest rates. And in some cases, with no closing costs. So here's the deal. If you need money, call us. Do you want to refinance your current loan? Are you 62 or older and interested in a reverse mortgage? Then call Lending Tree now. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. We've closed over $250 billion in loans. We know what we're doing and can help you. Call right now for a free quote. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. 
That's 800-634-1315. NMLS number 1136. Let me ask you something. What are you doing when you put money in a 401k or IRA or store jumper cables in your vehicle or purchase health insurance? You're preparing. You're preparing to ensure you have enough money for retirement. You're preparing for when your car battery dies or to have assistance paying a major unexpected medical bill. That all makes sense. The same goes for building a food storage plan. You're preparing for when emergencies or disasters strike and shelves go empty at your grocery store. The best way to prepare is with My Patriot Supply. They've helped a million hardworking Americans become more self-sufficient. My Patriot Supply sells hundreds of items, including dozens of emergency food kits at MyPatriotSupply.com. It could be an earthquake, a cyber attack freezing our banking system, or a disaster that shuts down our power grid for weeks. For all these emergencies and more, get your supplies and prepare today at MyPatriotSupply.com. No more rushing to find empty store shelves because you're too late. Do it now so you're ready. MyPatriotSupply.com. Tormey, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we're getting to the last couple of segments here, Calvin. And before we let you leave the building with Elvis, I don't like that, but (laughs) you and I understand what that means. But in any case, are there things you would like people to know about what happened to you that you haven't talked about so far today? Well, the whole deal with me right now, when it got the story out and everybody, you know, heard the story and all, that was a big relief off my shoulders. Now my next mission is uh, I'm just hunting answers. And I'm like anybody else. I want to know wherever they lead, are they good, are they bad, are this, whatever it is, I just want to know answers and that's about it well okay so you weren't the only one who was abducted here though charles hickson right right so he was also hypnotized and interviewed but we didn't seem to get much out of that there was a lot of inaudible statements and uh but it seems like something weird did happen you said that you and charles really never talked about it much after that but i mean why not well actually i thought charlie was the one that broke the story and i didn't want this out in the media period because actually it puts a stigma over you and i just figured he took a different route than i did he took to going to the conferences and news media, the publicity, and I went completely opposite in him. And I knew if I was around him that he was going to try to draw me into uh, the route he was taking. I mean, he gave up his whole life for this. He was actually working at a shipyard, making good money, and went into this. And back in the 70s, I know, you know, there wasn't too much money in what he was doing. They giving $50 to go to a conference to give. And uh, his book really never done nothing. So it did better after he died than what it was selling when he was alive. That's kind of gruesome, but that's quite often what happens. I have to tell you, for example, Elvis Presley's estate has made far more money 
than when he was alive, and even the two Beatles no longer with us. Because they keep oh, yeah. re-releasing the material. Right now we have the 50th anniversary of Abbey Road last year. It was the white, you know what I'm talking about. So they, they mine those resources for as long as they can make a profit. Now let's talk about your colleague here, your partner in crime. Anything about what you remember differs from what he talked about? Well, you know, I've never heard one of his talks. Philip sent me a book. Now, Charlie came to me and said, I'm going to write a book. You sign this so I can use your name and all. I give you three or four percent, whatever. Well, I never got a penny. I didn't want no money out of it. And then never even bought a book. So Philip sent me a book, and it's still laying in there in the uh, den somewhere in my library. I hadn't read it. So I don't really know what Charlie has talked about or said. I've never sat down and talked to him about it. Because like I say, it was some bad feelings between us. That's unfortunate. Looking at the PDF here that uh, you were kind enough, uh, or Philip was kind enough to send to us, what we see is uh, quite a few photographs. We have reproductions of handwritten letters and uh, typewritten letters, as, as well as color photographs of the area. Is all that in your new book when people buy it is it fully illustrated yeah it, it is illustrated there's quite a few illustrations in it and uh philip made sure he put all of them in there yeah we've got photographs of the cassette tapes we've got right uh, pictures of the area we've even got it looks like screen captures from other uh people who were talking uh diagrams of the creatures uh, it's quite an extensive coverage of the entire story throughout its complete history. This is quite a work. I mean, anyone who's interested in ufology and knows about your particular case uh, is going to want to get this, I think, from the looks of it. I'm certainly very thankful that it was sent to us. And Charlie is a big part of this story. He's the second half of the story, or the first half, really. If it had been for Charles Hickson keeping this alive and going through it, it, it might not be a book today. Well, that's so. a really nice thing to say about him now. And it's unfortunate. Were you guys never able to reconcile during his life? Well, we went in different directions. Uh, he kind of stayed here on the coast. I moved back to Laurel. Then I started following the oil fill around. And he didn't know how to get a hold of me, and I, I knew how to get a hold of him. I'm just not a touchy feely person like that, you know. I didn't. I felt more harm would come out of us speaking, and I even dedicated the first book to uh, Charlie. So, you know, I give him a lot of credit. Do you have kids, children? I do. And what do they think of all of this? You know, up until lately, they never really said that much about it. They, uh, when the book came out, I never had talked to them about it. And I gave my daughter and her husband a copy of the book and said, go ahead and read this. If you have any questions, just ask me. And, said because, had, and, and I asked because uh, it's fairly common in UFO abductions that it runs in the family. So I was wondering if anyone else in your family maybe has seen anything or experienced anything weird 
Well, my mother experienced something weird, but, you know, she wasn't abducted. But she owned a farm uh, out in Ellisville, Mississippi. And she said right after this happened one night that all the cattle run all the way to the back of the farm and the dogs started barking. And uh, her and my brother was there by themselves. And they opened the door and they seen what looked like to be some kind of crap. But uh, she kept saying, Calvin's not here, Calvin's not here, Calvin's not here. And went back in and locked the door and they went and covered their heads up in the bed, I guess. But that's the closest thing. And then that was my dad-in-law, you know. Uh, he was, he didn't really believe a whole lot of nothing. And he finally come to me when that happened in his catfish ponds. So, yeah, you know, nobody's that I know of has been abducted again. Where would you like to see this all go for you? Now, this is, like you say, this is uh, sort of a, a legacy for you. And while you're alive, you're you're getting out and making sure that people know about this event. What in your mind do you think really makes it important for people to know about it? Well, this is a subject that's not going away, and it's getting more and more popular every day. And I think sooner or later, it's going to be some facts released on it that uh, is really important. And I think the general public needs to be kind of ready for uh, maybe what's going to happen and maybe what's going to be a surprise on us. I think the government's going to release everything they got one day. And uh, I just think to be informed is the way to go. Now, let me ask you about that here with regard to the government. We, of course, debate disclosure here quite often on the PowerCast. And this will probably carry over into our next and final segment with Calvin Parker. What do you think the government really knows about UFOs? And this is a question that probably has no answer unless they choose to say something. You kind of think with the current information from the Navy, they want more reports. They want more information. And that would convey the strong impression they really don't know after all these years what's going on, unless it's so deep in the government that nobody knows except a small group. But that's paranoia. Right. Right. We've got Gene, Calvin, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hpextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hpextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Let me ask you something. What are you doing when you put money in a 401k or IRA or store jumper cables in your vehicle or purchase health insurance? You're preparing. You're preparing to ensure you have enough money for retirement. You're preparing for when your car battery dies or to have assistance paying a major unexpected medical bill. That all makes sense. The same goes for building a food storage plan. You're preparing for when emergencies or disasters strike and shelves go empty at your grocery store. The best way to prepare is with My Patriot Supply. They've helped a million hardworking Americans become more self-sufficient. My Patriot Supply sells hundreds of items, including dozens of emergency food kits at MyPatriotSupply.com. It could be an earthquake, a cyber attack freezing our banking system, or a disaster that shuts down our power grid for weeks. For all these emergencies and more, get your supplies and prepare today at MyPatriotSupply.com. No more rushing to find empty store shelves because you're too late. Do it now so you're ready. MyPatriotSupply.com. When you have a pain in the neck, a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four and a half to five star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body wraps are designed better for perfect support. Support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part, Sunny Bay quality products started under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we return, final segment with Calvin Parker. More 
information about the Pascagoula, Mississippi abduction of 1973. So Calvin, since we were interested in what the government may or may not know, what do you think they know? Do you think they've got a final answer or maybe they're as mystified as the rest of us? Well, I think most of them probably don't know nothing, you know. Uh, I know the president knew something, he'd tweet about it. You know, he he loves that Twitter. <laughs> so really, it's just a very few in the government that really knows about this because you couldn't keep something like that secret. The president, whoever he or she might be, is a temporary occupant, four years, eight years, whatever. And it's possible here, because we've had presidents before saying, I will get you the facts about UFOs. I will look into it. It never happens. I just think here that if there is secret knowledge there, the president is the last person they'd read into it. Yeah. You know, he might have a security clearance, but I don't think that it would go that deep. You might have some generals now that knows a little something, but it's going to be somebody deeper than the president of the United States that knows anything, more like in the Pentagon or something. I I think they're probably experimenting with weapons. Now, if you think about it, this nuclear bombs that we were experimenting with in the 60s, they come from somewhere. Somebody got the knowledge to do that, and I'm almost sure that there are smart people here in, in the world, but I'm almost sure none of them was smart enough to try to put together something destructive like that. Well, you know, we, maybe we're selling ourselves short, though, that maybe we are capable of pulling stunts like that. Look today at the smartphones, current smartphones. They are really powerful desktop computers in a tiny case. Oh, that yeah. That weighs mere ounces. Okay. These are powerful computers. As a matter of fact, I have a computer several years old here near top of the line, and the latest iPhones are faster. That's how it goes. But I can't think for a moment that this technology didn't originally start in Bell Labs when they invented the transistor. The difference is this has 8.5 billion transistors in a little tiny chip, but it's just a growth of that technology. Why assume it comes from E.T.? Yeah. There's a lot of things that we'll never know in our lifetime or can never be explained. That's a really good point, though, Gene, too, that you make there. I mean, some of the stuff that humans have made in the last decade is just incredible. You're talking about a microchip there. With I'm not even sure that people can wrap their head around 8 billion transistors on a on a microchip it's just incredible and for all we know the aliens don't even have that technology that could be our unique technology they may have something so far advanced we couldn't conceive of it let me just add you another point of comparison there's a product called ipad pro last year's model the processor had 10 billion transistors on it Maybe they've never, maybe microchips are a whole new concept to them. That's just the thing. Like, we don't know. Maybe we just stumbled onto microchips and they stumbled onto anti-gravity somehow. And they just are able to put ships together and, and travel long distances really fast. And they get here and all of a sudden they're, they're like, look at what they're making. They're making these incredible microchips with like billions of little parts. Like, how do they do that? 
you know, like we don't really know for sure. But think of it this way, Randall, what will they be like 50 or 100 years from now? If the growth continues at the present rate, we don't know about that. Of course, there's Moore's Law and everything. We don't know about that. I was just saying, like Christian Croma, remember our guest, I mean, he figures when you're saying, well, what's it going to be like? He figures it's going to save the world. Well, I hope he's right. I mean, we can find many, many reasons why it won't happen. But let me ask you, Calvin Parker, whatever the government might know, do you think it's possible in our lifetimes, because we're not getting any younger, my friend, that we will have something close to a final answer on this? I really think within the next 20, 25 years, we will. We're getting closer and closer. Everybody knows if you look up at the stars in the sky, we're not the only ones here. It's no telling how many different planets have life on them out there. And I've seen, just recently started looking at pictures this last year of different looking aliens, what they call them. There's some terrible looking ones out there, I know. Well, I've seen something like a big grasshopper and a lizard and then this one with the big black eyes, the one they call the grays. Mine didn't look nothing like that. I don't understand it. But I, I hope we do have some answers. The only thing uh, we do is wish for them. Another thing I find pretty interesting in your book is when they talk about um, parallel experiences at the time, not necessarily people who saw your exact event, but other people that were having similar experiences on or around the same day. And what we've got here is an interesting case, just for an example, of uh, a, a guy named Hugh Jenkins. And he had four sightings, and he's got diagrams of them. And we're looking at the typical disc-shaped craft with red lights and uh, some really interesting sketches here. So this book is pretty interesting in that it doesn't just chronicle your case. It chronicles a lot of things around that time and around your case as well. Is there anything else you'd like to say about upcoming conferences, speaking engagements, or anything like that for our audience? Well, I'm kind of up in the air right now with things because of my health. and uh, But I'm planning on making some more as soon as I get ready. And as far as the new book, I've enjoyed, I, I just got my copy in the other day. I, you know, I, I had, uh, I had one end of the, uh, whatever they call it, but I've enjoyed this new book myself, sitting around reading it. And, uh, Philip has come up with some good information in there also, and he's a hard worker. I got to give him kudos. Philip Mantle was a hard worker and a great guy. We've had Philip Mandel a couple times on the Paracast. He comes out with some really, really good books. We've had him on, his guests on several times, his authors. And you've been on with this show twice already. So he's really, really taken that venture really, really far, I think. Calvin, do you have a website or something if we want to get more information about you? Yeah, I do. Andrew Hoffman built me a website. It's www.calvinparker.com. He keeps it updated every day. That's it. You know, you've you've now come into the 21st century. Uh, yeah, some of it I like, some of it I don't. 
you know, I still like getting up and doing what I always used to do. But now I've worked harder at this than I have at any job I've ever had. So tell us, uh, when you get on your houseboat there and you go off the grid and you kind of sail off into the sunset, are we still going to get some regular updates on your uh, website as to what's going on with Calvin Parker? That website will be kept up. If I catch a fish, you'll know about it. We don't catch fish here, but you can find us on Twitter. Nothing fishy about that. It's a bad pun, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, thank you for your support. We also are on Facebook with a community and a group. So you can check Facebook and follow the usual concerns about security over there. We also have a second radio show called After the Paracast, available only if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. It's post-game discussions, shall we say, extended interviews, different episodes, all sorts of fascinating stuff. And by the way, Calvin Parker's publisher, Philip Mantle, will be a guest on this weekend's episode of After the Paracast. It's available only to members of the Paracast Plus. For more information, check out plus.theparacast.com. Go to plus.theparacast.com. And one more thing, you get a version of this show that is absolutely free of the network ads with better quality audio. All for a low price starting at $1.49 a week. Learn more. Go to plus.theparacast.com. Calvin Parker, glad to have you back. Thank you for joining us on The Paracast. I've enjoyed it. Thank y'all. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.